This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. 93-7, the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakovan. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. We are back on the block. Thanks for joining us here on the block. I'm Jake Falkman. He is Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet, as we uh, have a lot to, to break down here today. Uh, plenty of topics to, to pick from. Brian Flores, Husker Basketball, Tom Brady, Caleb Williams, and more. We'll break it all down for you here in the next two hours. Uh, Strick, first of all, welcome in. How are you doing today? <laughs> a surprise, but we still uh, still having a problem hearing you, Strick. Uh, so we'll have to try to work on that again as I tr- hopefully knock on, get these guys' attention. Last time I had to knock on the glass, um, but uh, uh, still seemingly having problems with again hearing Strick, so we'll get that fixed. Um, but like I said, lots to break down today, um, and, and Strick will join us here in just a moment. Um, we're, we're, we lost our, our man Big Sky there for a minute, so now we should be back. <laughs> Big Sky used to hear do me on, How do you not hear me on the block? Oh, we hear you again. Yeah, yeah. This is your, you're supposed to, you, you know, you're one of the prime members of, of the block. You're the leader. When You're I the king of the block. The block <laughs> when I step on the block, we need to be heard. You yeah, there I'm we saying? go. There we go. I think I think we maybe got it figured out. I, there's plenty of buttons to push, and I push most of them. I just don't push all of them, I, I suppose. So, uh, but we got it figured out. So now we can we can run it right back. How are you doing today? Now that we can hear you. I'm doing great. Oh, there we go. Uh, what I was saying was you thought I froze, but obviously I did freeze. You couldn't <laughs> hear me, so my voice was on freeze. But uh, everything is everything, man. The weather has changed. It's feeling good again. Finally, I was able to sit out back and do what I do. Um, trying to debate on if I'm going to tap in on the wine again. That, oh yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm getting ahead of Thirsty Thursday. <laughs> it's Thirsty <I'm> Tuesday. <laughs> That's fine. That's... <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do it. But yeah, we got a good show in store today, man. I'm looking forward to uh, having some conversation. Yeah, we got the Huskers coming up and. Uh, it, it, it's a tough one. You know, they're yeah. going out there to Ann Arbor and, and we're going to see that a little conversation with regard to uh, finally hearing about what's going on with the goat, Tom Brady. And then uh, obviously, like you said, we got Chris Bassnett going to jump in on the block and holler at us a little bit. So it's going to be a good show. I'm looking forward to tapping in with you, you know, because usually, you know, you, you like to stay in the ring. You know, you like you like the WD, uh, WWF, yeah. uh, WWE <laughs> wrestlers that don't want to tag out. You just want to yep. stay in the ring. That's right. That's, we why, gotta... you, that's why you silencing me over here. <laughs> yeah. I understand. I'm the undisputed champ, and now I'm stuck in a tag team partner, and I we're, we're having problems. But eventually the tag team usually figures it out, and we're, we'll figure it out uh, here. Like you said, uh, Chris Bassett will join us here in about a half an hour. Right now, Nebraska, looking at the ESPN uh, matchup predictor as a 6.4 chance to win in Ann Arbor tonight. Uh, of that's course, low. 
Yeah, that's pretty low. Of course, that doesn't really mean much. I don't know how they come up with those numbers. But either way, not expected to win coming into the game 6-15, and 0-10 oh in conference play. Michigan absolutely routed them the last time uh, that they did play. Uh, and Michigan at the time when, when they won 102-67, to 67, uh, by the way, that's a lot of points. Uh, and they were ranked number 10, too, and that, that's... That's changed drastically since that time. Yeah, I mean, that's – and so I guess that's maybe the the um, part that maybe – I don't know if it gives you hope or makes you more sad about the, the previous losses that Michigan isn't exactly where they were last time, um, but they did beat Nebraska pretty thoroughly. The, the worst part was the 25-6, to six, in my mind, the worst part. I mean, there's a lot of stats you can go through that didn't look too good. Um, the assists – uh, the assist battle there. Michigan had 25 assists. Nebraska had six. If they do that again tonight, uh, they're going to have no opportunity. And that's a, that's, no that's a Michigan team. Very, um, very talented. Had the number one recruiting class. Caleb Houston, one of the best freshmen in the nation. Hunter Dickinson was surprised to kind of go back there. Um, so it, it seems like a pretty good team, but they just haven't lived up to the hype. They, they lost to Michigan State this last game out. Michigan State just kind of um, used all their depth to, to wear Michigan out down the stretch. Uh, Nebraska obviously doesn't have the luxury of so much depth, um, but what what are the keys do you see for Nebraska getting off the schneid, coming out of Ann Arbor, uh, finally in the victor's column in the Big Ten? Well, one of the things that uh, Michigan State did is is they, they held them down to under 40% of, of, of shooting, both from three and two. And so with that, uh, that was what the difference was. Um, obviously, Dickinson had a great game as well. Um, if the Husker return of Trey McGowan's holds true, where the defense has you know held their last two opponents, number eleven Wisconsin as well as Rutgers to under forty percent shooting, then that that will give them a chance. Um, obviously, they have to be able to execute down the stretch. They've got to be able to minimize turnovers so that they don't give up too many uh, points off turnovers. Last game against Rutgers, which was phenomenal it was uh, I would have to say a first against power five competition or top top uh, d1 competition they won the rebound battle which was uh, significant for them right I think they won by 11 so um, you know those things if they continue to do that'll put them in the game obviously you know you're going to have the return of of Alonzo Verge, who who had set out for last game with, I think, um, some family issues, and he just kind of wanted to, you know, ease his mind and take that pressure off. Um, the um, um, So Verge having – he had 31 against them last game. Oh, yeah. Uh, another thing, you know, you're getting back the, the leader in assists and Verge at 5.3 a game. Um, in the Big Ten, so those things will hopefully bode well. Hopefully, they'll shoot better. They didn't shoot very well in that last game. Um, you know, Michigan jumped out and didn't look back, and so they've got to on the road. You've got to go out and do as they did against the uh, against Rutgers as well, and play well against as they did against Wisconsin. Come out early, get get you know establish themselves. Uh, don't get down too quick because it's it's so much energy that you have to expend trying to get back. And uh, but, you know, some things to really look at, though, is the trouble. The trouble is the Wolverines are six and two at home. (laughs) They play very well at home. Right. Uh, Their record is 10 and eight. So obviously the majority of those losses have been on the road other than those two. And then you uh, there are two and one at home against Big Ten action. So uh, another thing that doesn't look well for the Huskers, but hopefully we can change that 
is that they've won 14 of the last 15 meetings against the Huskers <laughs> right. since they joined the Big Ten. So obviously the road record for the Huskers isn't very good, but anything can happen. Yeah, and, and you're starting to understand why you throw some of the st stats out there. Starting to understand why ESPN's predictor has them at six percent chance to win this game. It would be it would be quite an upset, quite a surprise, um, as opposed to the Rutgers game that felt like. And it's it, honestly, look at the standing. I think Rutgers and Michigan are kind of in the same place. I mean, Rutgers is six and four in conference play. Michigan is four and four. So you would think maybe more of the chances here against Michigan, but they kind of have the brand name. Obviously, had success last year, and Rutgers uh, for some reason maybe it's their football problem always kind of gets drugged down and you don't believe in t really believe in them until you see it. Um, obviously, that was a chance for Nebraska to win, though. They, they, had, the, they had the lead um, up until the final minute and a half where Rutgers took over and got that win. And you wonder, too, and, and you know, there's no... There's nothing, obviously, no no bad thoughts toward Alonzo Verge. Good for him for, for thinking of himself first and trying to get uh, kind of get through a really tough time there and, and, and was still with the team. So it was very admirable of him to even be there on the bench. But uh, either way, he kind of felt that that was where he'd be more comfortable for that moment, uh, which was a very difficult moment in his life. Um, but you, you kind of wonder in that sort of game, would, would he have been the difference? And then kind of go like projecting to this game, like you said, 31 points last time against Michigan, basically the only thing that only player that really got <laughs> any showed up going. yeah um do you think that you see a return to, from him into the starting lineup I mean he, I, I think he was probably just out because uh, of that that death in the family like we said but uh more so a lot of people have been wanting to do something uh, right playing coach from the, the the seats that were in try to do something to mix it up and, and that was kind of a thought is maybe hey he's the sixth man of the year in the Pac-12 maybe that's a role he could really um, flourish in and then you have Kobe Webster obviously to jump up there and take his spot but Kobe had a tough time against Rutgers um, not just the, the final shot there but 0 of 10 from the field so I think that it's pretty highly likely we'll see Alonzo Verge just because of his success against Michigan the role he's had on this team all along and maybe the fact that that Kobe didn't uh, necessarily um, take as much advantage of it, um, didn't have as good of a shooting night as maybe you'd want in that, in that one's time getting the start. Yeah, and, and that's true. I think, too, um, I, I, I think that that situation can go well for someone that's uh, looking to reacclimate himself into whatever it is that coach Hoiberg wants, right? It's totally different being on the court, seeing what you see on the court than it is seeing what you see from the bench, right? Um, I can, I can attest to the fact that I learned so much by the time of my earlier days when I was just sitting there watching Jason Kidd and watching Derek Harper and watching those guys as point guards, trying to learn the point guard position and what it is that, is needed in, in of me, right? Although I had always been a two and someone that had uh, attacked the basket, I understood what it was and how to find what I do well and do that. And, and so for me, it was in transition. I think the same thing is for Verge, right? Verge needs to take advantage of transition, push what I call push and probe type situations where he pushes the ball, doesn't overhandle. You know, once you don't have it, you know, get it out, get it moving. Uh, get into something to where and and get into something to where the team has a necessity for maybe it's Derek Walker we need to get inside we need to get something we maybe need to get a foul or two on uh, on Dickinson maybe it's you know uh Bryce McGowan's uh coming off and and getting something on the run or something 
in transition, finding him uh, on the wing where he 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 was able to spot up pretty well earlier in that Rutgers game and knock down some shots, finding him in situation. So uh, getting a, a good understanding of what guys are doing, how they're doing it, where they're going to be. And those are the things that I saw from last game. And I'm sure he did as watching from the bench as well. You know, when you get pulled out of the game, Bach, when you get pulled out of a game, your mind is not necessarily on that. Your mind is on what did I do? What did I do wrong? Yeah. Is there something I need to change? So whereas there, you don't have any of those pressures. You're just really just observing what's happening on the floor. So you're able to see what they did successfully. And then you're also able to see down the stretch why it was that you weren't able to get the job done and why you didn't finish that game. And so hopefully he'll learn from that. Well, and I always want to stress when I'm ha- having these conversations, it's not so much a, um, you know, asking him to take on lesser of a role because it would really right. be to, to kind of just go back to the role that he was a superstar in uh, down in Arizona State where, you know, that the best in the league in that role. So um, it's not necessarily, okay, we're going to take away starters minutes from me. It's just a different uh, way to go about to get those same minutes would be my hope is because he's definitely their best ball handler, one of their, you know, one of the only guys that can kind of create his own shot, penetrates uh, very well. We all know what Alonzo Verge does well. Uh, for some reason, th- this just hasn't worked. So you want to see what they can do to to kind of create something to get going for this team, as it has been almost two months since they played Michigan last, and they still have the same amount of wins in the win column in the Big Ten. Another positive, too, is, you know, obviously you get the return of Trey McGowan's right now. Yeah. He's getting his lungs under him, his legs under him. And so you have another a threat and weapon, especially in transition. But Alonzo Verge plays great defense. Oh, yeah. So so with him, Trey, and then you've seen Bryce pick it up a little bit differently on the defensive end in some instances, right? So now, and then obviously, you know, um, the big fella does great things inside. You know, Derek does defensively great hands. And then, you know, Lat is was was attacking the glass a lot more and doing things like that. And he's not as aggressive on the defense, but he tries. So when you when when you put them all together, if they operate on a string, which is meaning they move, you know, with each other and uh, they can they can do what they've been doing. They've got a chance there in Michigan. I mean, I'm not going to say for sure. I mean, obviously, the numbers don't don't look in their favor right now. But at the end of the day. You know, you've got pieces back in full strength that you didn't have. So it could be a, a change of some sorts. Yeah, and I'm excited to watch Bryce, too, coming off another Big Ten freshman of the week. He's got a battle to win that award, though. I mean, as many times as he's a winning um, the, the weekly award, the yearly award's going to be difficult to Caleb Houston, one of those guys right there that he's going to match up with tonight. Uh, maybe he can try to show a little bit better than he did against Michigan last time out where he had eight points, two of nine from the field. Uh, like I said, since then, he's, he's scored more than eight in every game. So you kind of hope that it's not a mismatch for him. It's not a mismatch for Nebraska. Certainly a possibility if they lose this game by, uh, you know, double digits or a large amount. That's what we'll be walking away going, okay, well, it's a mismatch. But what are some of the other the other takeaways that you would think you'd have if this game um, doesn't end up that way? Can you take – can Nebraska have a moral victory by keeping it close to Ann Arbor and, you know, really looking quite a bit different than they did against Michigan last time out? Uh, I, I don't I, I don't think they can have moral victories yeah. anymore. I, I don't I think they're past that. I think, though, uh, here's the here's the real of it, uh, of the whole situation. It is tough to win on the road. Uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, 
that's why you have to take advantage of your home. Mm -hmm. You have to win your home. This is how you win conferences. This is how you put yourself in great positions to get into the NCAA tournament. You have to take care of home at a high clip. You see that at Michigan, right? Michigan is basically six and two at home and two and one. So now they're going to get a stretch. They're going to get a long stretch of a lot of home games in which they've had success. So their numbers in the Big Ten could change pretty quickly. They played a lot more of their games on the road than they have at home. So um, there, that's that's the thing I think Jawan and his crew and staff are looking at as well. They're like, hey, okay, we're at home. We just we just lost a tough one. Uh, Michigan State is deservedly so. They played you know just better than us. But at the end of the day, now we're back home, baby. Now we've got to take care of home. We've got to do what we've got to do in this stretch. We've got to win all these games. We can't slip. We can't overlook. We can't take day off. We've got to get the dub, baby, if we want to get back to the NCAA tournament. So those are the, those are the conversations I'm pretty sure Jawan is having, not the way I said it. I mean, I, I don't say it with the same fire, fervor, and, and flair that probably he does, but I'm saying it in a, in a similar light probably as to what they're trying to accomplish, and they understand the end goal, and it has to go through the Huskers. Yeah, and uh, and you hope to. I mean, the, the, because we talk about all these outcomes, that, that what would it mean for Nebraska, for Michigan? Uh, talk about being squarely out of the NCAA tournament. A loss to Nebraska would be quite ugly at home yeah. um, for their their opportunity there. So I mean, that would uh, especially at ten and eight, Bob. You oh know, yeah, with their with their overall record, right? Yeah, they're they, in trouble they as to, it is. They need to be at the top. Top. I mean, they really need to be pushing the Big Ten, and then still probably need to land a couple in the tournament, even for them to get a look. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, so I mean, it, you know, but it, it's not going to be new to them. A lot of their games are going to be must win, but this would be particularly ugly on that tournament resume. Uh, and for Nebraska, if you look past this game, uh, you do get to breathe a little bit easy and talk about winning home games. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's maybe those are the, the most um, crucial games of all is just to try to get off this time to get any wins would be Northwestern and Minnesota in the next eight days. They have uh, on Saturday and then I believe next Wednesday, two home games against Northwestern Minnesota. Um, for what it's worth, those are the 13th. Uh, and 12th ranked teams as far as the standings go in the Big Ten where Nebraska is obviously at 14. So um, obviously a chance to, to get off the schneid there. Hopefully they get it done a little bit earlier uh, in Ann Arbor tonight. And we'll have the postgame show to talk about it. So tune in to 93.7 The Ticket uh, for that postgame show. We'll take a quick break. We'll talk more Husker hoops coming up next with Chris Bassnett of the Lincoln Journal Star. That's coming up next year on the block on 93.7 The Ticket.